Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. You know, I, I've been doing this long enough to know that I, I didn't get here by myself. God has been instrumental in placing so many wonderful people in our lives. And I'm always thankful for the audience that God gives us when we when we preach the word. It does not return void today. You know, uh, I started last week, and this will be part two of loving like Jesus. And I left off with 1 Corinthians 13 and verse uh, 3, and I started into verse 4, and I really want to go there today and get right, get right into the Word today because there's so much in here that I myself can can listen to this over and over again. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 13 is one of the verses that are scriptures that I believe a person should keep continually in their lives. You know, I challenged our church during the month of February um, that they read 1 Corinthians 13 every day and um, just uh, allow themselves to meditate on that. You know, I heard uh, one, one person say one time that you read the word until the word reads you. And I believe that. I believe you can read it and meditate on it and get so much out of it. But let's look at verse 4 today in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Wow. That right there could, I could speak on for a long time. But let's look at this a little bit. Love suffers long. It's patient. It's long-suffering. It is slow to anger, not becoming easily frustrated, irritated, despite difficulties and shortcomings of other people. Wow. That's really strong. I mean, that, I don't know, maybe we could have an altar call right here and call people to repentance because I know in my life, uh, long suffering is sometimes one of the hardest things and, and frustration. And I, we live in a society, I believe so many people are just frustrated. You know, I, I, I preached a message one time, your frustration can lead to liberation, just like a pearl inside of, a, of the shell, you know, that pearl is, is made, uh, the, the rough edges are, are removed by, by pressure, by sand, by irritation, and it, and it produces a beautiful pearl. And, you know, it's the same way with our walk with God. I believe that that continual sanctification goes on, that we're just like that pearl, pearl within the shell and we're being, the sand is in there and it's, 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 uh, the frustration can bring liberation the 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 the, uh, the the part of the 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 sand that makes uh, rubs off the rough places can be irritating and frustrating but god produces something beautiful out of it and it's the same way in in loving like jesus you know to be long suffering one commentator said that it means love has a long fuse, not a short fuse, is not easy to blow up or, or you know, to get, get upset. Um, you know, one time I was complaining and I was upset about someone. This was years ago when I was first pastoring and I was just uh, walking back and forth and praying in the front of the church by myself. And I had this realization. I had done those very things to God that the people were frustrating me with. Wow. You know, that day, 
I was repenting. Instead of complaining about other people, I was repenting for my lack of love, for my my cold love, for not loving like Jesus, for being easily frustrated, for being, um, uh, despite others' difficulties and shortcomings, it shouldn't have made me frustrated. I should have been long-suffering with them. You know, it's 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 uh it's really interesting the the things that God will show you when you begin to pray. But love is kind. It's it's selfless. It's compassionate and merciful. You know, we we really need I'm, to be a light in this world. If you're kind and you're selfless and you're compassionate and merciful, you'll stick out. You'll be like light in a dark world that will turn on the light wherever you go. When you love like Jesus and you're kind, just think about it. How many people um, are kind? Kind people stick out. Selfless people, people that will that will put others before themselves. That's a real Christian. But honestly, that that alone it preaches a message to people. Being compassionate and merciful. Wow. I heard a minister, this was really funny, named Mark Hankins said he was unkind to his wife in an argument they had, and he went to pray, and the Lord was silent, you know, and he said he had a revelation that day with that argument with his wife that when the Lord was silent to him after he was unkind to his wife, he realized he had married God's daughter. Wow, that's that's good. Uh, I'm telling you, that convicts you. When you realize that your spouse is, is as a Christian, is, is actually God's son or God's daughter, I think it would make us be a, more kind, more selfless, more compassionate, more merciful. Sometimes I have a problem, I, I admit, with sarcasm and, and joking around, and, and, and I, I would never um, intentionally hurt anybody with that, but I know that I have. And when I realize I do that to my family or my the people closest to me I got to go back and and say Jesus forgive me I don't want to uh, live like this I don't want to um, you know cause somebody else pain at at the expense of me laughing or or having a joke that's it's not that's not the way Jesus wants us to walk you know love does not envy envy is ill will towards others like us it is a spirit. It's based on covetousness. You know, um, when we when we go to church, it doesn't mean we're going to stop having ungodly thoughts or feelings. It's why we have to repent. It's why there's still an altar needed in the church. It's why every day, and we read First Corinthians thirteen. It should sharpen us and uh, make us able, more able to love. You know, love like Jesus. It's it's just um, it's part of being a disciple of Christ. Um, envy is a feeling that someone has gotten ahead of us, or is doing better than us, or has something we want and we don't like it. Love is the opposite. Love does not envy. Love celebrates when people are doing well. Love celebrates when people are exalted. Love celebrates when people are are, uh, put on a pedestal. We cheer with them. We lift them up together. Love does not parade itself. Um, It doesn't have a feeling of more importance. It's not talking about self. Uh, Look at me type person. Love is not that. Love is not puffed up. 
And when I see today, you know, in culture, in this postmodern culture that we live in, you know, knowledge is a God, you know, intellect is a God, intellect is an idol. But 1 Corinthians 8 and 18 says, now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. That's, that's, let that sink down. It, it, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Love does something that intellect can't do. You know, get, learn, yes, get all the, the education that you can get in your field. You should, you should be on top in your field as far as learning, learning your craft, learning your skill, whether you work with your hands, whether you work in an office, whatever you do. But let love edify people. You know, it's great that you have great knowledge, but when Jesus gets a hold of your life, the walking like Jesus walked, loving like Jesus loved, loving will be the most important thing. You know, verse five in first Corinthians 13 says, um, love, uh, does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own, is not provoked and thinks no evil. Wow. Again, every one of these verses, we could just take time and just meditate and get before the Lord. And really, it would be like a uh, being washed with the water of the word. It would be like a fresh shower to get the dirt of the day and clean our mind off of us. But when we look at that, love is not rude. Um, love does not interrupt people. Love does not call people names or roll their eyes when you're talking. Love listens to people. Love doesn't use body language that, to say that we're not interested or use body language to say that we don't want to hear you. It's, um, you know, we look at verse 5 in the New Living Translation. It says, it's not rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. Wow. I see, I see trouble many times in, in relationships, in our interactions, in our close relationships. At many times, there's a record of wrongs that people never truly uh, forgive and get past these certain things. And it's always brought back and put in someone's face of what they did. <clears throat> but, but Jesus isn't like that. He, he wipes away our sin as far as the east is from the west. And he really forgives and he really wipes it away. And so there's no record of our wrongs. That right there is amazing to me that God loves us like that. And it says in verse six, it does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. In the NLT, it says it does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. There's so many lies in this world that truth stands up. We should rejoice in truth. And when people have the guts to tell the truth and be truth, it should be uh, exalted and, and uh, which should be something we celebrate in our young people. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, verse seven in the New Living says, love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Love never gives up never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. That's so good. Verse eight, and love never fails. It says, where there's prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. But when we, when we look at that, and we see that for we know in part and we prophesy in part, 
But when that which is perfect come, that which we have seen in part is done away. And then he says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. A lack of love. I had this thought. A lack of love is really a lack of maturity. A lack of maturity is a sign of fatherlessness. Why? Because we won't deny ourselves because we are selfish. You know, if we really understand the word, um, you know, it says in verse 13 of First Corinthians 13, and now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. God's love, again, is the most powerful force in the universe, and it, it's the only way our families will be restored, our churches restored, our nation restored, is the love and the power of God. You know, when we, we talk about that today, this is such a an important subject that, that, you know, we live in a world that says love is love. That's not true. Only God's biblical definition of love is true love. You'll never find love outside of Jesus. You'll never find true love outside of the love of God. You'll never see love expressed to other humans from other humans without the love of God. There's always going to be conditions. There's always going to be people that love people one one week and they hate people the next, won't even talk to them, are offended. I, you know, it, in the last days, people will be offended. Many people will be offended. The love of many will grow cold. But those who walk in the love of Jesus, they will stick out. And I believe they'll change the world. I believe wherever you're listening at today, when we walk like Jesus walked, when we walk in the love of Jesus, we will change the world. When we have his nature, his character on the inside of us, when we're transformed into his image, it doesn't mean we're going to look like him physically. It means that we're going to look like him, our, our character, our makeup, our, our build, our, our language, everything. We're going to look like Jesus. Friends, today, I pray for you that wherever you're at, that you would walk like Jesus walked and you would love like Jesus loved and that you would experience his love in a greater depth every day, the height, the depth, the width of his love, that you would comprehend that and be able to express it to others. When I'm talking about this subject, that's what I'm believing today, that we'll, we'll express the love of Jesus to this world, that we will be light, we will be salt, and we will be love. We will be his love to this world. His love is unconditional, and his love towards you today is greater than the, the amount of sand on the sea. His love towards you is unfathomable today, and I pray that you experience that today in Jesus name. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.